0: On this Quick Tip Tuesday, we are talking about minimum viable days. You'll have days that don't go as you had planned. And when that happens, it can cause a lot of stress. It can make you feel like you are not successful, like you don't know how to manage your time, like you just can't get it right. But the reality is... It happens. It's a part of life. There are days that um, a project takes too long, days that um, extra stuff comes up that we hadn't planned for that throw the entire day off. But you don't have to throw, throw up your hands and say, I give up. There is something you can do to help you still feel like you're having a successful day, even if your day gets off track. I like to think of it as the minimum viable day. So I identify ahead of time what I really have to get done, what I need to do to feel like I've had a successful day. I do this for our homeschool, and I do it in my personal planning also. When you know what your minimum viable day is, it really helps you to let go of the guilt of not accomplishing what you had on your to-do list, because there are just days that's not going to happen. So you might think about including things such as school lessons, chores, hygiene or personal care items, uh, or health and exercise, whatever it is that really helps you to feel like you have had a successful day. What is the absolute minimum that has to happen? Now, when I say include things like school lessons and chores and personal care, I don't mean include all of the things that you want to get done because that's not minimum. That's the ideal. And it's good to have ideal plans. We've talked about that on the podcast before that we want to know what we would like to get done, what we would like our schedule to be, but we need to also hold that loosely and recognize that it won't always happen. So let me give you a couple of examples from, um, from our life. So in the past, when my girls were younger and we were mostly doing work together for school lessons, my minimum viable day included exercise, keeping my kitchen clean, and a few school lessons, Because I know that if I can exercise, even if it is just a 10-minute walk around the block, even if it's just 10 minutes of stretching, I will feel so much better. I'll be able to think clearer. I will be able to focus better. And I can stay calmer. So I make sure to get some sort of exercise in. And it might be exercising with the kids. It could be exercising on my own. Depends on how old my girls were at the time and what we had going on for the day. And I'll be honest, there are days that you can also park at the very back of the parking lot and take a fast walk in or um, maybe race your kids in to the building and do that as you're running errands. There are ways to sneak it in. So I got some exercise in. I made sure that my kitchen is clean. It may not have gotten clean until the end of the day, but we did get the kitchen cleaned up, dishes put away, papers put away, books put away, everything was tidy because when my kitchen is clean, I can think better. That may be a, you may have a different trigger point than I did, but that is what I needed to feel like I had accomplished something. And then in terms of our school lessons, uh, I talk about this in the homeschool roadmap that as part of my school planning, I identify what my back to the basics are. What is it that has to get done, the basics of our school lessons for us to have a successful day? And for us, that often was math, reading, and piano practice. And it, it, depending on how old they were, if they were learning to read, it, it would include reading lessons it would also include me reading aloud to them something, whether it was a school lesson or something uh, just for fun. As they got older, it was uh, math lessons, me reading to them, and then piano lessons. Those were the three things that I felt like we needed to keep moving forward on, and so we made sure to get those done. Now. Right now, my girls are both older, they're both in high school, and so they're working pretty much on their own. And I'm more of a resource for them. I'm there to uh, make sure that they're accomplishing what they need to do and, and facilitating what they need to do. And I'm there if they have questions, but I'm not actively involved. So they have their own weekly uh, rhythm of how they're getting their schoolwork done. And I'm not directly involved. So that's not on my minimum viable day anymore. For me now, it is exercise and keeping the kitchen clean, which those two have not changed. That has been pretty constant for me throughout the years. The third thing is my contract work. Uh, there is one task that takes me between 30 minutes to an hour that I need to do five days a week. And so I'll, I make sure to get that done. There's a lot of other stuff I would love to do, a lot of things I have on my to-do list, but if all of that falls off, it's okay and it can get done the next day. This is my minimum viable day. So take a look at what it is you need to do to figure out your minimum viable day. What is it that you need to do to feel successful? You might just start brainstorming the list of things that you do and then think about how does each of these make me feel? After I complete this, do I feel successful? Is this something that has to get done? Or if I let this go, I, yeah, I really wouldn't um, be, I wouldn't feel that all that different. Um, If you need help thinking through this, I'd love to help you. You can schedule a coaching session and we can work through your minimum viable day. I'll leave a link in the show notes. If you're interested in checking out coaching, we can um, schedule a call that we can work through your minimum viable day or we can just talk through um, what coaching might do for you. But I hope that uh, identifying your minimum viable day will help you On those difficult days when life is just throwing so much at you that you cannot accomplish what you are wanting to do. Until next time, have a triumphant day. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.